Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Pete's, Pete's, um, Pete's having a good we're time good. navigating Space Shuttle Atlantis. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. <laughs> it's here. It's the Football Ramble. And uh, I am joined by Pete. Hello. Lukey. Hello. All right. And uh, and James or Jim. Hello. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, uh, I noticed on the weekend, as I'm sure a lot of people did, that um, Jonathan Woodgate came back after lots and lots of injuries for a bit and then he went off again mm. and uh, and and that is the inspiration for the opening question who is your favourite injury prone player it's an unusual question that, um, they I'm all gonna, are yeah they are all weird uh, I'm going to go for a sort of sort of typically um, sort of balanced and objective opinion of a true Arsenal supporter and go for Mark Overmars oh good he was, one yeah, yeah he had a lot of injuries and it kind of finished him at Barcelona really because it yeah. looked like you know he could have been so so brilliant for them because him and Petit went together didn't they was, was, he, was he only 32 when he retired I think yeah. he was certainly early th- he was, he was, yeah, yeah he, he, ha- he should have had more in him and he was such a brilliant player I mean he relied so much uh, a on lot pace. on pace that's, yeah, all, yeah. that's when you get the, the old injuries that's hence the old Michael Owen there problem in it yeah um, absolutely but he said didn't he mark uh, mark overmars he said that he 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 could have maybe carried on a tiny bit longer but he said i didn't like the idea of not being able to kick a ball around my son so he yeah, said i'm yeah. gonna quit and make sure this is all right steve watson know. was saying that on goals on sunday this weekend saying it got to the point where during the, in midweek his colleagues his, his teammates were saying like get yourself in the bath because he, he, he got to the point he couldn't even walk yeah, after training this day. Ian Wright says his legs have completely gone as well and a lot of players say it's because of painkilling injections as right? much as anything else yeah Bellamy's big on I think his knees are shot a little bit and, it, but, and he relies on pace as well and he's sort of always gone on about the, the pressure that. you put your body under though <laughs> yeah. Yeah. James you're, you're going for Mark Overmars Luke who, who are you going for uh, predictably I'm yep. going to go um, for Darren Anderton yeah I knew that yeah you yeah, knew, I knew that was going to happen he was never he was never really that injured at Portsmouth from memory he definitely didn't have the nickname Sick Night at Pompey yeah, everyone called him Shaggy um, why Shaggy? I think it's he looked like the guy from Scooby Doo. Yeah. Okay, and he had like quite like, long hair and stuff. And as long as it was a wholesome reason. He used yeah. to try he and solve crimes. crimes yeah. There we go. <laughs> solve crimes with his right can opening right foot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did. He sold sold football crimes with yeah. a variety of goals. Is what he did. Um, but, uh, he would have got on away with it if it wasn't for those meddling knees. <laughs> that, hey. that pesky treatment table. Yeah. But um, yeah, Darren Anderson for me because he he, he he did he did do quite a bit in his career. He got a few England caps. He went to a World Cup. Scored actually in the 98 World Cup against Colombia yeah. Yeah, lovely um, goal lovely so he, goal. His, his career wasn't a waste but um, well, certainly not no, it, could have no. been, it could have been maybe a little bit more illustrious had he stayed fit so I went Wait, over him let me let, unless we forget he kept 
Beckham out of the '98 side yeah, of, yeah. in the originally because Beckham he was the the right wing back, wasn't he? Mm. That was and then obviously um, Hoddle thought actually I can play them both. Yeah, yeah. And of course he did. <laughs> the faith healers told me I can play them both. <laughs> <laughs> the faith healer didn't work with him though, no, did she? No. Uh, Pete, who are you, who are you gonna say? Um, I just I've got terribly bad knees and my legs really hurt whenever you, I play football. You're going, going for you? Uh, no, no. <laughs> oh! I've got to rub my knees with ibuprofen gel. I take two ibuprofen before I start playing. It's not healthy, but. Um, someone who gives me a little bit of hope <laughs> in my heart, Ledley King. Ledley King. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Current, current. Two Spurs players, I'm not having that. <laughs> well, um, Ledley King can't even train. You chose one of them. Yeah, true. Yeah. I'm having a go at myself, if anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ledley King can't even train between games, can he? No. It's like the old Paul McGrath. Oh, Paul McGrath, should have gone for him. Oh, yeah. It would have been a great one. It would have been a great one. I'm, go on, sorry, James. It's funny with Ledley King, though, isn't it? Because, I mean, it's, it's a condition now. It's, mm. And he really, really can't can't actually just play more than once a week. And there's all this talk like, oh, I should bring him in for England in case someone gets injured because he's so good. It's like, yeah, but only if they get injured in the semi-final. Yeah, exactly. Is that going to work yeah. out? On a serious note, if he, you know, with regards to he can't play midweek games, just say if Spurs qualified for the Champions League. I know it's slightly unlikely, but it's within the realms of possibility. I mean, you know, group stages, Champions League and Premiership, He'd have to do one or the other. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it it, it destabilises them massively, doesn't it? To not be able to have their sort of their, their best defender essentially mm. sort of yeah, playing every game. Sure. Um, this, this opening question could have just been about knee injuries. <laughs> well, it could, it could have been. But I, I haven't said my one yet. Go on. I'm going to straight to the top. Ronaldo. Yeah, good. Brazilian another another injury. Cruciate. And I'd like to point out that last week I said that Lee Catmull had a uh, ankle injury. It was actually a knee injury. Well, they well, are. Oh. While we're on the subject, remember the Ramble uh, Six Society team, Dan Allen, just had an uh, anterior <laughs> cruciate ligament injury. That's another knee injury. Surgery. We've That's got, three or four months. We, we've got to be careful. Mm. <laughs> this this is a knee a knee show. Knee pads talks. for footballers. Well, yeah. this is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a campaign. That's the kind of thing they do in America, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know there was a kid in in uh, in, in playing for he was in I don't know, high school soccer or something yeah. and Nazel wasn't Nazel <laughs> I think it was maybe in Arizona I can't remember too well and and this was when football or soccer uh, really sort of started um, kicking off and but they weren't sure how to play it they weren't sure how to head the ball properly and like a couple of them were heading it and like, often it was bouncing on the top of the head and apparently one kid he got I like he was getting um a flathead? Well, yeah, I don't know. He, he was getting like concussed, or there was something going on, and yeah. so that, that that particular league said they have to wear like little protective gear. I've, I heard, I've heard a rumor that there's some sort of. Story and they, about and they wear gum shields. Wearing helmets. They wear gum shields. Yeah, but I've seen a few players. Wear, I mean, Herrera Gomez used to wear a gum shield oh, in, the first in the Premier League. Yeah. Okay. I, I know I'd head the ball, and I still hit it on the top of my head a lot of the time. So I, I know how they feel. <laughs> my mate always calls it a 50p head. Yeah, 50p. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You forget how much heading a football actually hurts, though. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's not as bad as it was in 1950. Well, I'm not no, saying yeah. it was, am I? If well, you, if you Fair argument. If you play <laughs> eleven aside, there's always like you've got a bag of balls and one gets kicked on the roof of something or, yeah. or over the road mm. or something. Yeah. Then they always like the ref goes, your ball, and the ball that always comes out is the hardest ball yeah. you've got. Yeah. You're saying this because this happened on Saturday, aren't you? D yeah. That's right. <laughs> it did. There's a lot of headring going. Yeah. On. Not oh. by me. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, let's move on to last weekend's action. Points. Points. Oh yes. Points make prizes. Well, they do. And uh, who did you go for? Ledger <laughs> King, sorry. Ledger King. Uh, the points are going to go. I'm going to give it to you, Luke. Yes! Because you. <laughs> In your first Jimbo, the most <laughs> obvious one he could have picked. Yeah, the well, man who's right. on sick note. I'm dedicating it to Darren Anderson. <laughs> well, fair He's a man close to your heart, you know. I'm, I'm dedicating it to knees. I want to read Knee health. Yeah. <laughs> Neil points for you. 
Oh, get out. Oh, dear. <laughs> get out. You know where the door is. <laughs> Neasy does it. Now. Um, That's all going. <laughs> That's all going. <laughs> um, well, Spurs, um, we've we got to come to them on the back of the injury talk. Um, Aaron Lennon seemed to go... Well, he did go off injured, and him and ha- old Harry had a little bit of a, a little bit of an argument, did they? Mm. It was... It was um, yeah, they made all their substitutions, and obviously Aaron Lennon got injured. And so Redknapp wanted Redknapp being from the old school just wanted him to be, just play on <laughs> I think Stuart Pearce would have played on yeah. but Lennon was like well I'm not going to do that and then they obviously lost um, but, but it was against Stoke though so even if he stood there he might get a two foot yeah, but some, exactly <laughs> some of the Pulis pun- is like take it <laughs> some of the pundits were saying oh yeah well he should play on it's like well you don't know what injuries go happens yeah. if he's broken his foot or something but what if it's a hamstring and, and the ball comes near him he's going to try and Run touch it, it. Yeah. If, he ju- if he just stands there he's just going to make his manager look like an idiot he's going to look like an idiot and yeah. the fans are going to hate him and, it, and yeah. it, it, it's near the end of the game okay it can't be ignored that Stoke scored when, when Spurs were down to ten but Spurs should have won that game yeah. oh god they could have won that 5-0 I know pundits say that all the time mm. about things that Germany aren't like that but they they were just all <laughs> over Stoke they really really were and the keeper had a blinder something I'd like to point out about um, Stoke is that a, f- a good number of uh, rambles ago we talked about hard premiership managers Pulis yeah Tony Pulis uh, we overlooked that one yeah he looks a bit tasty it's stacked <laughs> and like between his eyebrows then that little bit there on the top of the nose is it like a line <laughs> and it, I, it looks like almost like a monobrow kind of thing He's good, but it, he looks very very tasty I've blocked him out of my memory because he was such a rubbish Pompey man <laughs> but um the thing is, uh, it's funny how, like, when Herelio Gomez had, had the performance of his life against Portsmouth, yeah. it was also, all the Spurs fans that I spoke to were like, oh, yeah, that's what the keeper's there for, he's just doing his job. When Steve Simerson does it, it's an absolute disgrace. <laughs> yeah, we should have won that game. Uh, <laughs> I know, well, that was a good win for Stoke, but uh, staying with um, North London clubs, uh, Arsenal, that uh, throwing away a lead like mm. that, that is, to me, that is a typical game where Arsenal... They're 2-0 up, they're cruising, and they just manage to somehow lose, uh, not win that Yeah, one. well, they, they, they suffer. West Ham are always going to give you a tough game, do you know what I mean? And they should have just chased well, They won the World Cup game. Goal. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Arsenal won it more recently in 98, as we know. That's true, yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. Still, it's just, it is absolutely typical of sort of this, this Arsenal side. And Manone made a big error when uh, he sort of palmed the ball onto Carlton Cole's face. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, just, like... Uh, it's just frustrating it's the same old mistakes over and over again sort of sticking with these really really young players giving them I know he's got to put his faith in them and stuff like that but with a goalkeeper it's so but, you know, but it's so tough but he has been playing quite well well he has but he has well, he made a, a lot of mistakes as well at the same time he's, he's very sort of green yeah I see but, what you're but do you think but do you think that is is the answer with Arsenal is it just a case of well they need more experience in there I think because a lot of those players now are quite experienced it's just Diamante he just rips in the pieces Diamante yeah. who loves Diamante I'm He's loving mental. Diamante <laughs> despite him sort of like taking two points off us at the weekend he's <laughs> he just shaved his head for the last game yeah. he, I, I, he's trying to settle in with the local yeah I think he shaved his head because he thought to himself this is going to be a war and, yeah. I'm, and I'm up for it yeah. you know, I don't want any hair pulling exactly yeah. Yeah. but I, I, it just annoys me because it gives Zola not a stare of execution but it's kind of everyone's kind of giving him a little bit of a little bit of credit when I don't think it's particularly due to be honest I think do you not you're not having Zola no, I, think I, he's a, I think he's a, t- a tough a tough job mm. under such quite, quite a lot of pressure behind the scenes I but do they just need more money. That's yeah, the absolutely. Main thing. Well, I think that's the same with Arsenal. I think um, Wenger is papering over the cracks and will be for a long time while they pay off that stadium. It's something like 350 million quid. You yeah, don't yeah, just yeah. find that down the back of your sofa, do you? I but still think Arsenal will do something. They'll slip under the radio this season. I've been saying it all year, and they will. They will. 
Mm, but I, th- I thought the sending off of Scott Parker was a disgraceful well decision. I read today that it was supposedly for a handball because yeah, it looked like saw. a brilliant challenge but yeah. it didn't look like a handball either it was odd he was it wasn't he a was off. Few. it wasn't a sending off he seemed going effing bollocks really yeah, 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 yeah. really <laughs> underrated player Scott Parker do you think he's um, well not I, I don't think he'll go to the World Cup he hasn't really featured much at all in the England squads and the qualifiers but do you think maybe in after the World Cup, I mean, well, I think Scott Parker's an example. I know of he's not player. that. Sorry, I know he's not that young anymore, but he's still well, I got think a little bit of time on his side. Sorry, he's an example of a player where you can pinpoint a bad move hindering someone for for years to come. Like, he should not have gone to Chelsea no. when he did, like, even just another six months because he went in January, didn't he? Like sort of, you know, just think about it. Don't just but, jump at yeah, the first mo- first opportunity for a big move. It's easy to say though, but I think I think what what I think about that sort of thing is that. When it's so obvious to everyone else that it's a poor move to go to someone like Chelsea when they've got such a competition for places. The same with Sidwell, remember? Yeah. I just think, oh, yeah. to get yourself to that position as a professional footballer, you've got to back yourself. And I think yeah. I think yeah. Scott Parker probably thought, OK, they've got some good players in the centre of the park, but they want me. I mm. think I'm good enough, so I want to give it a go. Well, it would have been the same to a lesser extent with Frank Lampard, obviously, mm. previously. But um, I think he, he, yeah. was just, he was a little bit... He was early enough to sort of maybe just sort of fit in there. And he, mm. and he has... And to be fair to Frank Lampard, he improved unimaginably. Yeah, well, oh, he did, he yeah. so hard, doesn't he? I, mean, p- I mean, Parker, um, apart from uh, having a McDonald's advert under his belt. Yeah, uh, that's what he's known for. Comparing himself, yeah. comparing himself to uh, to uh, Frank Lampard, but he's just an incredibly hard-working player. I remember yeah, like, a couple of seasons ago, the back end of his Newcastle career, he had his front teeth smashed out, mm. and he was still running. That's and rough. Was, like, his, his, his whole mouth was just covered he's busy. in blood. He's yeah, busy. He's busy because when he was at Charlton, he was a bit more sort of attack-minded than that, and he sort of really yeah. settled into this role at the base of the midfield mm. and just made it his own. Does mm. anyone else feel really sorry uh, for Nemanja Vidic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Torres has just got the best of him, hasn't he? It's he is living in... Uh, it's like a nightmare on Elm Street. Fernando <laughs> <laughs> Torres is Freddy Krueger. Yeah. And every time someone comes near him, he just makes these crazy decisions that he'd never make normally. <laughs> oh, I've got a rugby tackle to the ground. Yeah, it's like Senderos and Drogba, isn't it? It's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah it is, yeah. That's, th- that's three times in a row. It's like, it's like Groundhog Day across from a night when else. Yeah, Mascherano's getting in on it as well. Yeah. Oh, Mascherano, that was a stupid sender. He's that a was stupid it. man, though, isn't he? He does well, make weird decisions. He's been below par this season, I think. I mean, he. Oh, that, that would infuriate you as a manager. He's one of their best players. And he's now, you know, he's got a ban. Yeah, it's it's, it's Mm. silly. He has been below par, but he is still, I mean, he's still a player that's good enough to the point where they don't want to be without him. Do you know what I mean? Totally. The the, the fact that Alonso's left and that Mascherano's been so below par, and I think it is a lot to do with the fact that he's been away of Argentina a lot, Mm. that it's a massive blow to them. Well, there's so much more pressure on Mascherano's shoulders now without Alonso alongside him, because he's such a calm head, whereas Mm. Lucas is just a, he's still sort of... He plays well against United, doesn't he? Oh, he did very much. I think think Lucas is all right. That's the best I've seen him play. He's not as bad as everybody makes out but a lot of pressure on Aquilani it's really building up oh, and yeah. obviously they got a big Look, I will weekend, give you any price you want that Aquilani will be injured again before Christmas <laughs> anyone who wants to bet on that because he'll be back in a couple of weeks he's oh, played for the reserves he'll be injured again by Christmas get, get <laughs> your emails I promise you get your emails in did you see all the beach balls on the pitch before yeah, the tracking that was, yeah. it was a, fun. Fun. A, friend, a friend of mine it was like oh it's really funny isn't it he's a Liverpool fan I was like well it is funny come on yeah. <laughs> where's that famous scout yeah. scouse sense of humor? no it's, it's not up for the natural scouse win <laughs> I, I said he was a Liverpool fan I didn't say anything about being a scouse one of the funniest things about the Liverpool United game was Ra- Rainer's celebration of Ungo's goal he I led the whole something. leg for the pitch <laughs> yeah. he did Ungo looked he, he, he wasn't sure 
when he scored that. He was kind of, he kind of looked at and he, he kind of... Because he running for him. Well, yeah. yeah, he kind of sort of bounded away and looking around, seeing everybody cheering, going, I've done good, haven't I? Yeah. That, yeah. That's good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. fluorescent yellow peanut head running at him about a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> How is that not inciting? Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. I say. Do you know what, I, one of, um, I remember a celebration a few years ago with a goalkeeper did that. It was when Paris Saint-Germain went away to Barcelona in the Champions League and George Weah scored and... Bernard Lama? Oh yeah, Bernard Lamar. Yeah, Lamar. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he he made a mistake and it, it went one 0 to Barca and then George Weah. This was like when he, um, like was getting known to the the world as the incredible player that he was and he equalised and both of them ran. It was like something out of a romantic comedy. <laughs> both of them ran and they met in the like the halfway line and just jumped on each other and cuddled. On the and the ground. pitch turned into a meadow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, really windy. Windy. It it was, was so brilliant. Windy. It was absolutely brilliant. The other thing, the other thing that annoyed me about the old United game again. Was oh. Was Ferguson moaning mm. about the referee? And he goes, well, just have a, don't worry about it. They deserve to lose. Just get on with it. He's very light on his feet when he's complaining as well. Quite. Oh, he went mental. Oh, oh, oh. He's like a school kid, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Completely mental. They were poor, you know. They, they were. really were below par. Not to say anything away from Liverpool, but do you think really Jamie Carragher should, should have got sent off? I always think Jamie Carragher should get <laughs> I just don't <laughs> like him. He was such a dick in the post rush interview. Uh, he as well. was, yeah. Well, he's like that, isn't he? What did he say? I never saw that. Jamie Carragher is a cock. Like, the interviewer <laughs> said, said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the interviewer said, um, oh, do you think you should have got sent off for that? And Jamie Carragher went, no, do you? Yeah, uh, really, yeah. Really, and then he sort of stropped off at the end. Did the guy really... go, I'm asking the question? Well, it was Jeff Shreve, so. so fair enough. But it was... oh, okay, yeah. He, he was very, very stroppy, and you, you do sort of get that. <laughs> what a terrible conversation. Jamie Carragher and Jeff Shreves. Yeah. I've voted yeah, with my fingers. <laughs> I, I, I pressed the remote, is what I mean. Oh, Good. just in case you didn't understand. Joe Cole, man of the match. Great first, to see him back. First game back, I think. For yeah, the, good to the see first. him back, I think. In a central role. He strikes me as someone who's... In a central yeah, role. Yeah, well, that's a good point. He strikes me as someone who is, whilst horribly unintelligent, quite, quite a nice bloke. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear very much he is. I, whenever in, I think nice of him... Bloke. My sort of idea of Joe Cole is ingrained with that story of him having to jump out of a window in his pants and run away because he was caught like shagging someone's girlfriend. Remember did, this? Oh no, don't say that. That's yeah, that, that, that did that did happen. I don't oh, know who the girl was in question. Yeah. That's a shame. He's, he's, he's learned from Allegedly. that. I think, I think he's moved on though. Yeah, I think so. Let's yeah. let his football do the talking. Yeah. First of all, he's been letting his injuries do the talking. Well, no, no, it, it, it wasn't the fidelity, it was just the image of him running down the road in his pants, <laughs> yeah. is what I'm talking about. Probably with his tongue in his cheek, like when yeah. he's playing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I'd like to see him go to the World Cup. Damn it, I'd, I'd love said to it. see him. I, I must in say, his I think pants. When he's, yeah. <laughs> he'll bring them, I'm sure. <laughs> when, he's been, when he's been fit and when he's played for England, I think he's been England's best player. He's looked exciting, though. Every time he's got the ball, he's got to do a flick or something. There's no other player in that squad like him. The trouble is, he won't play a central role for well, no, but if, even from the left, he's been just outstanding for England. But he's, he's got to go to the squad. He's, he's, he's versatile, squad. though, because if, you know, dare I say we've got an injury to someone, you know, Gerard or Rooney or somebody, you know, there's a man who can well, If he can get six or seven months of football under his belt between now and the summer, then he'll go. No doubt about it. He'll that. be fresher yeah. than everybody else. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he will, Pete. He could be our secret weapon. We'll probably win it. <laughs> <laughs> Fulham got a good draw away to Man City. Two goals down. The boys came back. Bobby Zamora. <laughs> oh, it, was such a, it was such a shame. Do you know what though? It's that a shame that he's terrible in front of goal. Well, that, that as well. I loved old Roy though, defending him. Yeah. Straight away. He was like, well, it's a real shame for Bobby. And, and then he pointed out all the good things that Zamora well, the had done. The thing that you game. get with Zamora is you get a willing runner, yep. and I think he set up one of the goals. But I think, and I think he's got a couple this season already. Yeah. I think he only scored one or two last season anyway. Yeah. Mm. His goal scoring is not great. I was actually I saw Fulham play Roma um, last Thursday. Thursday in the Europa League. Oh yeah, and and Zamora played really well actually. He held the ball up. He caused them a lot of uh, problems. You know, he, he ran across that defence. And when they took him off, 
they lost that kind of um, impetus. Yeah, and yeah. and then and then Roma really came on. Oh, them. he'll stretch a team because yeah. he, he's like I say, he's a willing runner. When he's playing in front of Kamara. He, he looks like he does sort of most of the running, whereas Johnson seems to do a lot of running as well. Yeah, so they, they do get a little bit sort of confused. Well, Johnson's a very busy. We work the channels kind of striker. Yeah, but I think Zamora wants to be that role as well. Yeah, when, sure. when Johnson's already doing it, Zamora's sort of a little bit redundant. I think it, I think that if Fulham could get a goal scorer, I know you could say that about any team, but if, if Fulham, they, they would really be away there because because Zamora is will do all that kind of dogging work. Dogging, dogging work. work. Yeah, <laughs> Allegedly, it's not work. It's not work, Mark. <laughs> Zamora, I'm going to correct leg. myself. Zamora will do all that um, uh, leg doggy work. work. Doggy work. That's not, <laughs> that's that's not, not a phrase. Leg work. Stop having a pop at the dogs. I like spade dogs. work, leg work, anything but oh, doggy work. Spade work. Yeah, that's like that's that's all right. <laughs> dogs work. But in a way, in a way, Manchester City were guilty of exactly the same thing that Arsenal were guilty of, because they 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 were two up. Yeah. The game was in the bag, and they threw it away. Hmm. Well, yeah, um, but it was a qu- well, it was a quick response from Fulham. Within eight minutes of yeah. them going two and down, it was two mm. all. Um, but I, Martin Petrov's having a good time. It's two and two now, is it? He's, yeah, he's, he's back come back well. Because he, he started really brightly, just seemed to disappear, didn't he? Just, yeah, well, I think he, he had I think injuries, he had, but... Yeah, no, his injuries did play a big part there, but I, I think Rubino will be off. You do? Yeah, yeah no, I think so, yeah. But but so, then, who was keeping Petrov out of the team? Sean Wright Phillips? Yeah, it was a funny one, wasn't it, with Petrov? I think Sean Wright Phillips is a woeful footballer. <laughs> really? I don't rate him at all. No. He's, he's quite old now, isn't he, Wright Phillips? You forget. I wouldn't that. say he was old. Why can he not control a football? <laughs> just annoys me. Well, Wright Phillips, I think, is a decent player. He's just really, really fast. Would you rather have Aaron Lennon in the England squad? Yeah, I think I would. Aaron actually. Lennon can control a ball. He can't deliver a cross, but he, he can control a football. Would you rather have Theo Walcott? I'd, um, all day long, I'd, I'd, I'd rather have Jermaine Pennant as Aragotha. Are you being serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think the problem. I can give you six reasons. <laughs> I don't. I don't particularly like a player who plays in an advanced attacking position who has got worse technique than a pro- than a Serie A defender. <laughs> it's, it's rubbish. Hang on a minute, but that's not a Serie A defender's got very good. No, that's what I'm trying to say. So in Spain and Italy, they put a lot more emphasis on technique. Yep. So you don't get to a professional football level or to that standard without being a controller of football. It just annoys me. Sean Wright Phillips gets a ball over the top and okay sometimes he'll control it yeah. but he'll control it like mm. one in two and the other 50% of the time he'll boot it 50 yards yeah. because he's so quick he'll occasionally get there and he gets away with it Milan Barros pisses me off for the same reason what he does depends on how bad his first touch yeah. is you know what I mean? he's a real pinball wizard it's wherever it deflects off his shin <laughs> if it's convenient yeah. for him he might then score yeah, I'm going to agree with you well, the bottom line is you've got a lot of players a lot of kids who, who grew up playing football when, when we all grew up playing football you'd see them and you can you know with the benefit of hindsight now looking back on it that they just use their pace to mm. b- to get to a decent level yeah, and true. as soon as they get to their mid-twenties and they can't run anymore they're just terrible footballers you know so as soon as Sean Wright Phillips loses this pace yeah. he's, he's going to be redundant well, well like you say is when they do play against more technical minded defenders they get found out yeah you know? Well, all I'm saying is, so you, you get you get defensive-minded players in Italy and Spain, and probably in South America as well, who've got better technique than some England wingers. That's oh. not good enough. That's not, it might have, it's just my opinion, but that's not good enough, and that's why I don't like Sean Wright Phillips. Um, well, oh, um, and his dad as well. Played <laughs> <laughs> um, <Hey>, Benson Phillips. <laughs> well, have you heard? Um, there's been uh, cases of swine flu at Blackburn Rovers. I think David Dunn and Christopher Samba, amongst a few others. Have contracted the uh, the 
the dis- bug, the disease, <laughs> um, and, and in France as well, um, Marseille um, were due to play Paris Saint Germain, um, but they cancelled it because of some of the players going down with sw- swine flu, which left thousands of supporters on the streets, who of course um, did what they have to do when they clash with police. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then, but I, what I liked is the French just spontaneously. It's like, oh, there's loads of us. Oh, this is like when we strike. Should we yeah. smash some stuff up? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's probably a shorter process than that but um, <laughs> the French Football League president um, Go not, on. E- not even going to bother Frederick Thierry well done yeah you're welcome um, he no said, one's going to know any better so I can say <laughs> what I want the French Football League president um, Barry Gulls um, insisted <laughs> <laughs> he, had, <laughs> he had no regrets over his decision to postpone the fixture and he said to suggest um, the scenes uh, they're talking about the crowd disturbance a link to the match uh, being put back is deliberately misleading unfortunately these incidents were planned it's hardly astonishing that matches can be postponed on the morning before an evening well so, it's uh, sort of put, put two and two together you're gonna, you, you do get four there yeah. it's definitely yeah, it's definitely surrounding it but it's it? a little bit you know the swine flu is affecting the football yeah it's a shame it's not good well, it's, that's how serious it is, isn't it? Yeah. Well, well it, it, seemed, it seemed to like um, uh, peak and then fall away, and then it comes back. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not like expecting the recession. It. It's like the end of a film when you think the monster's dead. D Beck, otherwise known as David Beckham, um, has D-Beck. helped. Beck. Yeah. D Beck. Woo. Um, he's helped the Galaxy win the Western Conference title. All right. Mm. Um, which will, which will. <laughs> Um, which will be up there with his Champions League winners medal, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, they won the against San Jose Earthquakes in the California Classico. In the California yeah. Classico. They could just call it a classic, really. Can't yeah, they, they could do. Yeah. <laughs> a classic Royale. Uh, <laughs> witchies. You know, I said witchies. You know what they call the Gala Classics in uh, in Spain? <laughs> he got a standing ovation. He came off four minutes before the end of, the, of that match. They he can stand ovation. They can do what they want. D-Beck. He still well, goes. He, goes he turns. He still goes to Milan. Yeah. He, could, he could run over a kid and he'd win people's affections yeah. over again. Oh, I love it. Up yours, America. <laughs> <laughs> hear, that, hear that podcast, listeners? <laughs> he's still Not the go ones to, who listen. He's still going go to Milan. He'll still go to Milan. Of course he's going. He's yeah. going on. He's going. No, I just love it how all these people who are booing him who don't know anything about Beckham and what he can do, booing and booing and booing, and now they're cheering and cheering and cheering. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think that's sometimes, sometimes in their right to do so, because yeah. it's their club, Peter. <laughs> they pays their monies. What, what, what are we saying? It's only American fans that change their mind. That's not true, <laughs> that's No, well, I've true, had a go at the English fans who did that. Yeah, right, on a different podcast. <laughs> has he still got a beard? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Has, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. beard. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, good to see that David Beckham is still winning people over at the age of 34. There we go. Move on. Thanks. I needed to get the call there. Atletico Madrid have sacked um, their coach, Abel um, Rezino. Mm-hmm. Michael Laudrup has reportedly turned down the position. And they offered it to about 13 different people. <laughs> it was reports of Steve McLaren. Yeah, that I, true, McLaren was in talks. I read that he was in talks, yeah. yeah. They've got a real, real checkered history with coaches at Atletico Madrid. They're a joke of a team. <laughs> well, <laughs> since the last time they won anything, it was in 1996. And they've had 17 coaches since then. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, the late uh, Jesus Gill, um, who Luke quite rightly said before the show began he's a men- he was a mentalist oh, uh, he um, was I think he was president we, we haven't got time to go into how mad yeah. he is it's <laughs> like this podcast is only an hour long yeah look him up but he, <laughs> but he um, went through in 16 years 16 years 37 coaches yeah yeah 
That's outrageous. It's craziness. Uh, it, it, was it Ron Atkinson said uh, he was relaxed was there for like three months and said he thought he was going to get a testimonial. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's thirty-seven goals in sixteen years. Yeah. So did anyone get a full season? Because that would have knocked the ratio really off, wouldn't yeah. it? It's an average of, of about six months, isn't it? So well, Gil um, actually got rid of Atletico's youth setup entirely, and that had Raúl in it at the time, yeah. and he ended up obviously going to Madrid. <laughs> he, make, he makes he makes Milan man's rich look like Steve Gibson, I tell you. Dean Windes has retired from the game at the age of 40. What, to concentrate on his Hall of Fame? Uh, <laughs> concentrate on his hoovering. Did you see that on Sky News? <laughs> no. Yeah, there was did, this yeah. weird interview with Dean and Windass about what he's going to do next if he retires from football, and it was like one of those weird Sky sort of news, like, you know when they do, like, news items where they'll just sort of have them around the house? He was just hoovering his living room and sort of was cutting back into well, him while talking. talking. Yeah, well, no, they were just oh, like, right. this <laughs> is Dean Windass talking, this is him talking over him hoovering. <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> so weird. I think he was recording at the same time... Uh, like a cutaway piece for the quiz question of sport. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, the mystery the, guest. The mystery guest bit. It's like when they just when they well, like we said last week with John Barnes and they're putting the bike in the back of the car. Yeah. Yeah. Can't you find anything else? <laughs> <laughs> he's um, Windes uh, in his 18-year playing career. He said, as far as playing is concerned, you are a long time retired. But I can honestly say now that I want to channel all my enthusiasm into coaching and ultimately management. Oh, good. Well, for, well, good luck to, to him. But, I mean, it, he was sacked recently. Um, uh, yeah. Darlow, wasn't it? Yes, he, well, he, Darlington, the management yeah. team he was a part of. Yeah. And it was replaced by Steve Staunton. I'm telling you now, that will not end well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's never going to end well. That's not going to end in success. I don't know what they're thinking of pointing him. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. But, I mean, back to, to Dean Windus, you know... A magnificent man. Yeah, I think we can all agree. We, see, he's, a, we, he's a friend of the show. He's a massive. He may not know it, but he's a friend of the show. <laughs> well, we did his profile ages and ages ago, so we can't put him in again on the show. Own. Yeah, on the show that we've subsequently lost, and now we can't put it up on the website because we can't find it. No, no, no. We, we, that, <laughs> we, we will find it. Don't you worry about that. Should we give him a round of applause? Yeah, let's do oh, it. Come on, he's in there as it is. It's an untraditional yeah. move. <laughs> I'm done against it. This is Dean Windows we're talking about. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Emails. It is emails. <laughs> I shouldn't have to do that, Luke. Sorry, I, I was listening to Jimbo's stomach rumbling. Mm. Okay, I want to make a wonderful In sound. In a platonic way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I found it quite sexy. Um, who's going first? Uh, didn't we all? Um, yeah, Luke, did you fancy it? All right, yeah, okay. Um, hello, Ramble. Hello. I recently celebrated my 22nd birthday, and a couple of days later I thought to myself, if I'm going to make it to a World Cup, I'm going to have to miss out on playing for the under-21. <laughs> uh, we've all been there, don't worry about that. Uh, with this in mind, and with the other problem of me technically not having a professional football club to play for, I decided to send an email to Glenn Hoddle's Football Academy. Well, yeah, we talked about that on a, on a, on a previous round. Which, yes. as you probably know, is for footballers who haven't quite made it. That's right. Um, so I sent the following... And uh, he wrote an email basically to Glenn Hoddle saying, Hello, I'm 22 and wondering if I can get a place in your academy. I feel like I've slipped through the net and in the past I've played for my primary school first team, the secondary school second team, yep. and finally last year I played for the eighth team at university. It's a CV. It's a great CV to be honest. <laughs> I'm a fairly versatile player, I play in the hole, I can also play as an out-and-out -out striker with a deadly finish. Um, <laughs> think rude, <laughs> think rude to Anisteroy from six years ago with a normal face. 
<laughs> I'm free this year as I'm taking a year out from university. I feel as I might as well give a crack at football. Yep. But um, apparently... <laughs> That's how it works. Apparently, and the guy's called Michael Ward, um, apparently he got a reply within ten minutes. What, of the... From a guy called Neil Duncanson. From Glen Hoddle's Academy? Yeah, a guy called Neil Duncanson, Glen Hoddle's oh. Academy. They're either on the ball or they hardly anybody emails. Um, saying... Do they have an automated email system? No, no, no. No, because it's a personal email. You're it's saying it's a personal Currently email. we are selecting players for trial who as professionals have been released from Premier League and Championship clubs. And he throws them a little sort of olive branch here by saying, <laughs> we also select potential players from semi-professional clubs too on rare occasions. Still not helping you out, Michael, because you've only ever played for your school team. And he hates team um, at uni. But anyway, he goes on to say, in view of the current selection criteria, I regret it will not be possible to invite you for a trial, but we wish you well with your game and hope you get a club. Um, so with that, Michael would like to use the football ramble to announce to the public that he is retiring from international football. <laughs> oh, um, oh, cheers, guys. Keep up the podcast. Michael Ward. It's a shame, Michael. <laughs> Well, at least, at least, at least he can rest assured knowing he's pursued mm. every potential avenue there. <laughs> yeah, and 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 he can concentrate on club football because it's only international football. Yeah, he's retired from. I know what I'm doing after we finish recording this. I'm going to email Glenn. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Pete, do you want to go? I'll go. I'll go. Um, this is kind of in relation to the uh, golf email we got. The golf, the golf football team last oh, week yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that we mentioned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is from Carl Gavigan. Um, he says, Ramalfoss, ho! As a long-time <laughs> listener to the Ramble, I was surprised to hear my team, Atletico Gazette, mentioned in your Ooh. last show. Podgy golf captain Pablo may have been talking <laughs> up his boys' chances, but let me say that we will triumph once again and retain the history of guns, a Cedia Cup, which was named by the Goths, obviously, on Sunday. <laughs> As a starting left back of the impenetrable Gazette back line, which includes our goalkeeper who once verbally abused Peter's favourite Peter Beardsley Ooh. during a charity There's game. No place for that. <laughs> he said, "Take the marbles out of your mouth, you ugly." <laughs> um, that was his attempt uh, to, uh, at sledging as uh, Peter Beardsley took a penalty against him, the keeper. What in the middle of a game? He, said that. <laughs> he wasn't even from the sidelines. That. <laughs> That's outrageous stuff. But the result uh, between the Athletic Gazette and the Goth team is not in doubt. Hopefully, the Ramble crew will come to the next Goth weekend in April. It's hard work. It's days of drinking, listening to hard rock and bumming into women wearing next to nothing. But I'm sure you boys will find something in it that you like. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps the Ramblers may also want to play in the game. Two on Ooh. each side, perhaps. Just a thought. I'm playing for the Goths. Let's make that yeah. clear. I'm playing for the Goths. That made it sound like bumping into the women is like an event. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I can't play for the Goths because I'm blonde. So I'll have to play for the other team. <laughs> no, because yeah. you could be like a Viking Goth. Oh, yeah, yeah. good. They're, 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 <laughs> they're, God, they're dark a, metal. A busy Goth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, keep up the good work and Luke please be nice to Harry I don't like him but he's at Spurs now so I swallow my pride every game and sing his name all the best Carl fuck off <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what I was moving to that Harry Redknapp thing at the hang end hang on a minute though there's a little bit of it's, it's going off on the ramble yeah I'm, these people are using us April next year I'm up for it I'll go down there yeah, where is it Whitby or something where's Whitby it's up north Whitby's up north it's yeah. a seaside town so yeah I'm up for so it so it is so it I is. used to holiday there, there a lot yeah Did we'll make that happen we'll email and we'll go up there why not well that's that's yeah why not? <clears throat> As you said. Uh, right, I've got the next email. Go on. Uh, hi, boys. Hello. Ho! And all that business. Uh, glad that you mentioned uh, Nat Lofthouse um, on the show. I think that was me, actually. Oh, that was when he um, shoulder bars the keeper into the net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he said, uh, I'm glad his achievements are being heralded. Um, as for Nat, he went on to own the Bolton Castle pub after retirement, and there is a famous story about Harry Gregg, who was the United keeper in that cup final, who yeah. he barged in. He went uh, in there for a pint once and was told to put his money away by Nat, who said, we don't charge keepers here. Oh, good! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, work. Quality line from a quality <laughs> bloke. Keep up the good work. Megson out. Regards, Chris. Why, why does every single Bolton fan hate Gary Megson? Because we... Well, because you're used to some sort of total football under Sam Allardyce, and now you're not <laughs> playing really good football. Well, I don't get it. Hang on, we had a Gary Megson pointometer here. We were we were hoping he would fail. Yeah, we, we did have a... That was, that was a while ago. Yeah, you've got a whole... I mean, he's still ago. in the job, and he's still, they're still in the Premier what League. What happened you know? to the Gary Megson pointometer? Uh, he, he started doing annoyingly well, so we, yeah. we sacked it off. <laughs> <laughs> we looked silly, is yeah. what happened to it. Again. <laughs> you'll, you'll notice features disappear for every now and again. It was, before, it was before Pete came along and made us a very much more sensible uh, proposition. <laughs> Mm, a well-oiled machine. Mm. Good emails, But anyway. if you did like to go back and listen to the archive shows... <laughs> you can't, because we've lost them all. Have we lost them all? <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get them yeah. back up there. We'll yeah, up there. I've erased history, like well, Stalin. Yeah, yeah we've, no, we've got shows up and up back to May 2008 on the website, and the, the ones before that we'll sort out. But, I, can, um, I, can, I can find them, don't worry. Marcus, who's, who gets the points? It's not points, it's oh, a yeah. championship manager goodie bag. That's what I meant. Stick That's where you could keep your points yeah. in there. They're yeah. metaphysical anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. Stick your points up. Um, uh, do you know what? I'm going to add a little bit of spice to the, uh, to the whole... the to the championship manager bag, uh, like you do with the points normally. Come on, Tater. don't put spice in the bags. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, I am going to give it um, to the man who is going to be playing the Goths. Carl Gavigan. That's Carl it. But the, the Goths won the last week's championship. Exactly. He's making what? it even. So they've got one each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're running away with it. It wasn't even a league before. <laughs> Whitby's going to be full of championship manager yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, so, yeah, championship manager goodie back to you, Carl Gavigan. Well done. Well Come done. On. Well done. Well Show done. a bit of infusion. Well hey, go! <laughs> well done. Funny stories. It's funny stories, uh, Luke. Are you going to go first? Yeah, this one could be fantastic. So get your thinking caps on. Oh, Woo! goody gum. Um, Germany's World Cup stars have been advised to wear bulletproof vests if they venture away from the team hotel at next year's tournament in South Africa. Hey? Gordon Bennett. If the head of security firm Bay Secure, who look after the German Football Federation and their guests when the national team play away from Germany, says stars like Michael Ballack must take extra care in South Africa. Why Michael Ballack? Because he's yeah. a target man. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. good. He's not, but it's yeah. still good. Shut up, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> the possibility for players moving outside of the hotel boundary should be kept to a minimum, Bay Secure's Gunter Schnell told German magazine Sport Build. Otherwise, there must be a full escort, armed security guards, and bulletproof vests for the players. Because of high crime rates in the Republic, the DFB, the German Football Federation, are looking to recruit 20 extra security guards for the team's stay at their five-star accommodation. Private bodyguards will protect the players both within and around the hotel. Um, according to Spahn, there is little chance the DFB will rely only on local security guards in South Africa, and Germany's federal police force is already in discussions with the German Football Federation on the issue. However, the German football authorities have denied these reports. We are, well, we are well aware of the reaction in South Africa and immediately made it clear after these false reports were published that we are not considering equipping the players with bulletproof vests, he said. So this bloke <laughs> who owns this security company has just gone to a national newspaper and gone, guess what? Um, all the players in, in South Africa, they're going to wear bulletproof vests. It's going to be mental. Guess yeah. what? You're going to have to shoot it up. You're going to have to shoot our boys through the head. Oh, oh. yeah. Not really a pun, but no. not a challenge. Not a pun at sense. all. Yeah. <laughs> but it, well, did, it did say that they were recruiting uh, for bodyguards, so I think we should throw our hats in the ring. Oh, no, kick, kick some German footballers down the stairs when if, they walk down the stairs. If, if I'm going to have to bodyguard footballers, I don't want it to be the German team. No, I'll but do you, Brazil. Well, that's what I mean. If we do it terribly, why yeah, do you do point. Brazil? 
Because they're more fun. I, I like them more. <laughs> I'm sex with <laughs> transsexual. At, li- at least if I'm bodyguarding a Brazilian player, or at least when they go to like a nightclub or something, mm. if I'm bodyguarding a German player. No, but if you're bodyguarding a German player, you won't have anything to do. They're just because they're boring. You'll have, you'll have an easy. No, because they're professional. No, but they're really, could be really competitive all the time. They keep like challenging me to games of things. Well, like, how many bullets can you take for me? <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing, yeah. <laughs> James. While we're on the subject of Germans, um, guess who's back? <laughs> it's bloody Jens. Mad Jens is back. Mad Jens Lehmann. Yeah. Uh, so, right. Saturday's Bundesliga game between Hanover and Stuttgart saw Stuttgart trailing by a goal and desperately looking for at least a late equaliser. When the ball went out for a throw, Jens Lehmann decided to take matters into his own hands and rushed to the <laughs> sideline to get the ball back into action a bit quicker. The ball boy, <laughs> 14-year-old Aaron Scholes, as Bild found out, then did what he later described as his job. I just <laughs> did my job. I threw the ball to him and it landed on his head. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Jens, That's not what happened, I saw yeah. Jens had a different viewpoint. We make mistakes. We are confronted with other people's mistakes. The ball boys waste time. You have to live with that in the Bundesliga. I'm angry at the culture of wasting time and cheating. <laughs> he then capped off his interview by taking an indirect shot at the boys' parents. I have to go now. I have to go home and raise my children properly so that they behave correctly. Did he then jump in his helicopter? Yeah, and like chucked, chucked his shoes on top of a net. Like, yeah. I hope He's he goes got to the world. Kids. Yes. Yeah, oh my god. I can think of like three or four separate instances just off the top of my head <laughs> where Jens Lehmann's cheated. And <laughs> time wasted. Yeah, yeah, more than any other player. I just like how the story goes. And Jens decided to take things into his own hands, like take matters into his he own tried, hands. That does that a lot. Into the funny yeah. Is he going to go to the World Cup? I hope he does. He's 39 now. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I'd love David to see James him. is 40. I, the ball boy in question, actually, I I thought it was a girl. It looked like a girl. And and and, and no, you're she, having a go now, are you? He did. Oh, no, he did. And Jens Lehmann <laughs> came right up to him. He had the ball. And when Jens Lehmann came close, he just threw it over his head. Yeah. It hit him on the but head. It landed on his head, didn't he? Oh, this will be on Ramble Tube. You'll see it. Landed on his bouffon. The clouds of Ramble part. <laughs> Here's the Dean Windass Hall of Fame. Oh, couldn't, right? couldn't have done it. Couldn't do it without you, Pete. Tell you, wouldn't want to either. No. Oh dear, oh dear. Who have we got this week, Ramblers? Who have we got this week? I'll tell you who we got this week. We have got the man who's just retired. Christian Vieri. Oh, good choice. Mm. Thanks. Good choice. Thanks. Come, son. Man's a legend. Well, not yet. <laughs> I'm beckoning him. He's yeah. not in yet. You're yeah. taunting him. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Christian Vieri recently um, announced his retirement. You're just a life story and a bunch of mundane facts away from being in the dim when that's all the phone. <laughs> Come on. Sorry. Um, apology accepted. <laughs> um, uh, yes, Christian Vieri. Uh, oh, my giddy aunt. A prolific and uh, very powerful centre forward. Um, not your maybe stereotypical Italian centre forward, would you say? Um... I think it, I'd like to think. I mean, I'm, I've always been a big fan of Christian Vieri's work. Yes. And at his peak, um, which I'm sure you'll come on to at Inter, he was the complete striker. Ooh. He was brilliant. He the was big shout. brilliant. Well, he was. Uh, he was born in um, Italy. Now, I I wasn't sure. I thought he was born in Australia because I know he's got links to Australia. Mm. But he was born in Italy, in Bologna, to be precise. But his family moved to Australia in. Um, it was sorry. He was born on the July the twelfth, nineteen seventy-three. Six years after, the summer of love. Yes, indeed. It's always worth a mention. Um, Pete, come on. What's yeah, he won? Summer of love. No. The sperm race. Yeah, there you go. Thank yeah. you. Which um, is kind of the love race, if you believe in that. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so he, they moved to Australia when he was uh, four years old in 1977, and they moved back to Italy in 1988. Um, his father, Roberto Vieri, was a pro footballer and played for, amongst others, uh, Sampdoria, Juventus and Roma. <laughs> Fix. Nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it's your, it is an opinion, if nothing more. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, and his brother, um, he was a professional footballer. Currently, he still is. He's currently playing in Serie B. His brother's played for Australia. He has yeah. six caps for Australia. Yeah. I mean, it was a, a couple Just of years ago. Massimiliano or something. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said that. Because I, I certainly I, wasn't going to try. I'm a big fan of the Vieri family in general. Well, they sound like a good bunch. Yeah. Um, Isn't Christian Vieri really into his cricket as well? He is. Because right. I, I, I can remember um, when they were because he speaks really good English. Well, of course. Yeah. And um, he said that with a slight, with a bit of an Aussie accent, as you'd yeah, expect. Yeah. He said this. He said his sport, all-time sporting hero is Alan Border. The great uh, Australian cricket right? captain, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not marvelous. a big fan of Italian cricket, very defensive. No, yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love what you've done there, very James. Um, he was uh, he started his professional career with um, Torino, and he didn't play many games with them. A handful of games there, and he moved down to Serie B for a few seasons. He's so, had more clubs than Nick Faldo, Christian Vieri. Yes, he has indeed. Um, oh, the other sports theme is just yeah. raging. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody stop me, because I'll tell you what. When I get going. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, you're only three steps behind us. <laughs> yeah. um, he uh, eventually caught the eye of, of Juventus. He played for, so I should say, he played for uh, Pisa, uh, Ravenna, and uh, Venice, and uh, Atalanta. Well, Venetia, yeah, but yeah. it's Venice is is how us Brits would say it. Um, and then eventually uh, he caught the eye of Juventus, and they signed him from Atalanta. And really, when he signed for Juventus, this would this was the start of. Um, Quite some journey for the big men. Yeah. Um, the season he signed for Juventus, uh, that's when he uh, earned his uh, first international cap and he played a handful of games for Italy that season. And he was actually bought really to replace Fabrizio Ravinelli, mm-hmm. who went to Middlesbrough, of course. So big shoes to fill. Um, but whilst he was at Juventus, that's when he became a real top player. His scoring record wasn't fantastic for Juventus, it was, it was okay. But but he really, uh, his performances were, were very much. Uh, Catching the attention, just a col- it was a colossus. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Well, I think I think the the, the the potential really started coming out, and people saw actually. Hang on a minute, this this chap can play. A this bit, boy's a different class. Yeah, <laughs> effectively. Again, only he was only at Juventus for a year, and Atletico Madrid came in for him, and I think he was bought for um, it was about twenty million dollars. Uh, it was sort of fourteen million pounds, I yeah. think. And uh, he was only twenty-three, um, and at the time that was uh, he was the world's third most expensive player. He had a brilliant time at Atletico, didn't he? And this was really the beginning of, of I suppose you would call his golden period. In, in when he was in Madrid, he scored thirty-four goals in thirty-eight games, and he won the. Uh, Pichichi yep. uh, trophy as La Liga's top scorer with 24 goals and 24 24 league goals and 24 league games. Cracking. Mm. That ain't bad, is it? Even Jesus Gill would be pleased with that. Well, <laughs> absolutely. As he probably employed them as his own personal servant as well. <laughs> score goals yeah. around him for his enjoyment. <laughs> yeah. Stick up nets everywhere. Was that one goal he scored for every manager they had <laughs> <laughs> in, in that season? Um, well, this was all, of course, in the run-up to the 98 World Cup. Uh, where he featured heavily for Italy. He scored five goals in five matches, and he played up front with Alessandro Del Piero and Roberto Baggio. Obviously not at the same time, but, um, you know... but oh, Del Piero and Vieri, you're having that yeah. with Del- Baggio as well. Y- you know, that is wonderful stuff. They um, they reached the quarterfinals and were put out on penalties, but he was second joint top scorer with uh, Gabriel Batistuta, mm-hmm. who, of course, uh, 
He's already, already in. in. Already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, behind and, and obviously Davos Suka was the top scorer at that World Cup. So after the World Cup, he was on the move again uh, back to Italy with Lazio. Um, he had a decent season with Lazio, um, and uh, he won the Cup Winners' Cup, the last ever Cup Winners' Cup. Awesome yeah. in the Hall of Fame. He can't move. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to feel memories. He's very memories. He's going yeah. to feel at home. He scored a lovely header in the final, yeah. um, if you remember. Once again, um, is it fair to say he was one of the best headers of the ball? Of all time, I think you'd be on the safe of the ball. I think, yeah, well, that would be the proper word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Him and, him and, uh, there was that time when him and Oliver Beerhoff were just yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. The neck muscles on them two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like horses, the yeah, pair of them. yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> He only spent one season with Lazio, as uh, he'd only a journeyman. Spent... He was a journeyman. I mean, that was his eighth club in eight years. He, he or eight seasons. Sorry. He considered the change to be as good as a rest. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I could say. You know, we better c- to be busy than bored, Marcus, as they say. Again, <laughs> you know, an opinion at best. Um, and uh, but anyway, th- this is when he moved from Lazio to Inter Milan for a world record transfer fee at the time for thirty-two million pounds. Mm-hmm. And this was, of course, when he, uh, to Inter, he, this was the first time he'd spent more than one season at a club. He stayed there for about six years. And, I mean, we're talking playing up front with, with Del Piero and, and Baggio at the World Cup. Here at Inter, he was to play up front with Ronaldo. Cracking. That's not bad, is it? You'd have that. Trying to get the goals from Ronaldo. Because so, yeah. yeah. he scored a canny few. Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, yeah. He did, yeah. I mean, playing, playing centre-half against those two would be like doing 12 rounds with Mike Tyson. <laughs> You'd be oh, bruised what? and battered and naked. Yeah. Just the keeper's bad back picking yeah. the ball out the yeah. back of it. <laughs> he missed Euro 2000 due to injury, but he did play in uh, World Cup 2002. See, another player with, with some, some knee injury problems, some knee problems. Yeah, yeah. Um, he scored four goals in four games for Italy, um, but they went out in the second round to South Korea in the famous um, Barry Davis bit of commentary because they will, will not, not learn. learn yeah. um, <laughs> and then another great player he played up front with uh, for Inter was Hernan Crespo. God. He's had some partners. He has had some, Well, <laughs> we'll move on to that in a bit as well. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> do, do you know, I watched that, uh, that, uh, that match where they went out to South Korea. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah. If I looked to my right, I could see the, the match on a telly. If I looked to my left, I could see a giraffe. I watched it at a zoo. Did you? Did. Oh, yes, I did. I was really hoping you were going to say I watched it in like South Africa or something. <laughs> yeah. actual, no, I know, watched it. it was a, I watched yeah. it in Newcastle! <laughs> <laughs> Why were they showing it in a zoo? As I worked there. Well, the animals. Oh, like. cabin. Oh, Everyone, it was know. me and the two giraffe keepers watching it. <laughs> what are they called? Uh, I think one was called Brian. <laughs> Costa called Brian. Brian and Ryan. <laughs> um, in 2002 2003 season, he scored 24 goals in 23 games and, and was top scorer <laughs> in Serie A. Um, in Euro 2004, it was a bit of a write off for Italy. They, they went out in the first round and, and Vieira didn't score. Um, but as his time went on with Inter, um, one of the coaches who was there, Alberto Zaccaroni, uh, they had a bit of a falling out, and and um, and Vieri was particularly unhappy when they sold Hernan Crespo to Chelsea. He also picked up an injury in a Champions League match against Valencia, and that kind of took its toll on him a bit. He wasn't as sharp as he had been. Um, but another great player he played with uh, towards his uh, end of his time at Inter was Adriano. Oh yeah. So he's played with some the emperor. Crackers. The emperor. <laughs> yeah. In July 2005, Vieri and uh, Inter came to a mutual agreement to terminate his contract, and he went across the city to um, Milan uh, to play for the Rossoneri. That happens a weird amount, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, Italy, mm. it's always happened. Mm. Yeah, they always, they always trade uh, different clubs in the, in the same league. I wish it happened a bit more. Rivals and stuff. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. Um, 
but he wasn't a regular starter for for Milan, and just after I think it was about there for about six months, he joined uh, Monaco. In, he, in he, but he was getting on by then, and he had had yeah. his injuries as well. We had, yeah. Um, and uh, again, another serious knee injury uh, whilst playing for Monaco uh, ruled him out of the 2006 World Cup. Whether he'd have gone, he probably would have gone. Probably wouldn't have started though. I mean, they didn't miss him in the end, did they? Clearly not, Luke. Mm. Clearly not. It would have been a shame because it would have been nice for him to get a uh, World Cup winner's medal. Yeah. yeah, but you can't have it all. You can't. No. no. Um, at the end of uh, the summer of 2006, he returned to Atalanta and signed a one-year contract with them. With uh, It was just quite a small wage. It was only €1,500 per month, although he was to earn €100,000 for every goal he scored. <laughs> That's how all contracts should work. Yeah. <laughs> Give an incentive, isn't it? Well, the, 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 the chairman... Um, Ivan uh, Ruggeri said if things go well Vieri will cost me uh, 2 million euros he scored 2 goals and 7 substitute appearances but you know 2 goals that was over 200, uh, 200 grand he, he popped it. up at Blackburn in the summer didn't he well yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah he didn't um, they didn't uh, give him a contract extension because he didn't play very much for Atalanta and then he was signed on a, another one year deal for Fiorentina um, I, you know, I'll be honest with you, it was a shame seeing him play for Fiorentini because he couldn't really move, you know, he just <laughs> didn't... It was a shame to see, as you said, Luke, when he was playing for Inter, you know... There was, there was, there was no finer striker anywhere in the world, in my opinion. Well, he's oft, often considered to be one of Italy's greatest and, and purest strikers of, of recent times, and, and he's one of Italy's most prolific World Cup goal scorers. Mm. And to see this guy who's a bit, a bit weighty, sort of bumbling yeah. around the park, wasn't... Because he had the know. physique to, that would be that would render himself sort of quite vulnerable to putting on a few pounds. That's, That's why. Right. But at his peak, he wasn't just a battering ram. He was just a. Oh real, no! He had everything, you know. And when I heard that he was training with Sam Adams at Blackburn, a part of me died inside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was pleased that he made the right decision to sign for him because I think you don't want to see a, a great man, one of the world, you know, one of this generation's best strikers, in my opinion, mm. just stuck up front on his own mm. with a bad neck because the ball's coming up to him and hitting him from all Reduced angles. Reduced to being told what to do by Sam Allardyce. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that it, as it well. It was like it? watching Beersley at Hartlepool. Yeah. The only, yeah, yeah, bet, the yeah. only thing they have in common is the amount of pies they like eating. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, we've talked a lot about his football career, obviously, there, but it, it can't be um, overlooked that, that he was quite well known to being a bit of a party animal. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> had a string of model girlfriends. He had an eye for the ladies. He really did. If you look at him Two now... Eyes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you look at him now... Three eyes. Three. Looks, oh, I resisted that. Okay. Marcus, sorry. Yeah. He, he looks a bit like value, that Nikolai Value of that box that David Hayes had <laughs> to fight. He's got a skin hair, he's got like a real granite face. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. Vieri, um, great array of, of haircuts. Oh, yeah. Over yeah. the years, yeah, yeah. Not a style he couldn't pull off. No. Um, and uh, he also started a fashion line called Sweet Years a few years ago um, with Paolo Maldini. <laughs> oh, cracking. I'm once, interested. Once again, he'd yeah. be able to carry on doing that in the Dean Wells Hall of Fame because yeah. Paolo's in there. Yeah. Um, Paolo is a beautiful public man. face. They'll have a yeah. kit in there now, wouldn't they? From <laughs> yeah. yeah, they'll be making a kit right now. <laughs> he also, um, he also uh, had, uh, had a line of condoms called uh, A Cool uh, Blue Sweet Years, uh, limited edition. <laughs> um, uh, he said, uh, I accepted to lend my image for free. On well, they were, they were on the, the condom. condom. The, well, I, I, I can only hope. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be so good. Imagine that. What, what's that? 
it was Christian Vieri. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> On the front of the speech bill got, you're in the box. Yeah. Score. <laughs> Having the face of another man on your condom. <laughs> bit weird, isn't it? Oh, he, he was predatory, love. Predatory. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not sure if it was on the actual Johnny itself. Like maybe on the box or something, but he said, um... He did say, I accept to lend my image free. He said, our brand appeals particularly to young people who often have risky sexual behaviours. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Ministry of Health prevents me from appearing in an official campaign because I am famous, but I truly believe in this project. Mm. Morals. GP? Yeah. Questionable morals. Paper thin morals. But morals nonetheless. Latex thin. For her pleasure. And mine. Oi. You're giving him a good ribbon there, I tell you. Thank you. But anyway, I should tell you some of the things he won. He won Serie A, he won the Cup Winners' Cup. Um, and he won the uh, under-21 European Championships. Okay. Um, yeah, and as I say, he was top scorer in La Liga and, and Serie A, Italian Football of the Year in uh, 1999 and 2002, amongst others. Mm. So, and he won uh, Serie A at a decent time as well, when yeah, the football exactly. was top class. Absolutely, Correct. Pete, it's worth noting. Um, and also, another one of his uh, achievements was he was one of the uh, the first... Uh, football stars to join um, the FIFA for SOS Children's Villages. He's an ambassador for them and he joined that in November 99 and he said wherever it is a question of holding out a helping hand to children and young people in need, I am always happy to play a part. Yeah. Well we're very happy to invite you into the team when yeah, that's all play a part, yeah. You play with my part. <laughs> wonderful man. Ugh. If you get one of those condoms and wear it, it'll kind of be like... A posh part. You, you know, you can, <laughs> you can fill the rest in yourself. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the show. I do hope you've had a lovely time. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, the uh, email address is podcast at thefootballramble.com. And please do swing by our website, which is thefootballramble.com. There's blogs, there's ramble tubes, YouTube clips of what we've been talking about, and all sorts. You'll have a, you'll have a lovely time there. Say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Bye. Say goodbye, James or Jim. Bye. Uh, we're all off to raise our children properly. Goodbye. <laughs> Richard Skinner here. Make my pie a chicken and mushroom.